episode 15 of the bird's eye view whether you're overseas like me here in miami or if you're at home like Immy, who we've heard enjoys listening to the bird's eye view <laughs> of her own bar uh, great <laughs> to hear it Immy. great to hear you enjoy enjoy your time in a bath listening to us Immy, and uh, i hope you have raspberry ripple bubble bar flavor ready for today's episode <laughs> Isn't it great to hear that, Feathers? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's when you know you've oh. made it, you know. It doesn't matter about how many numbers of pods we get, but if someone thinks we're worthy to listen to whilst having a soak in the tub, then that's when you know you've hit the big time. <laughs> we really have. We've made it. Yeah, we're clearly very, we're clearly, we're clearly very good. It's obviously a relaxing, nice podcast, and she enjoys listening to She probably just thinks we're chatting nonsense, and it helps her, like, drift off, you know. <laughs> Background noise. So now, so yeah. yeah, well, enough so. about Immy and her baths. Um, we're going to talk about fantasy football. And we're going into the back nine game weeks of the season. This can make or break us. This is where the fantasy football casuals, you know, log in at the start of the season and don't really care towards, or they lose interest. This is where they're going to lose interest, which means for us fanatics, we can make ground on them and we can pursue greatness as we look. Great. And a strong overall ranking. So, what I'm going to talk about, we're going to talk about for this first segment, we're going to talk about the back nine, who, what teams we should be targeting, what we should also consider with European football on the horizon, too. So, going to the back nine, I think that Wolves are suddenly looking like a decent, decent prospect. After West Ham next week, they have Fulham, Sheffield United, Burnley, West Brom, and Brighton. So five teams that are really struggling to score goals this season. So I'm going to come on to Robbie, who's going to give us some players after I've gone through the next few teams. Um, so Wolves, first team that I'm interested in particular. Arsenal, they've got Liverpool next, but after that they've got Sheffield United, Fulham, Everton, Newcastle and West Brom, which is another five figures where you're looking at a team that looks a bit rejuvenated under Arteta. Uh, after their win against Spurs, uh, that's another team that's going to give us some problems, something to think about. West Ham are a form team at the moment. You've got Lingard popping with goals. Uh, Antonio's still doing the business. Cresswell at the back. Uh, they've got Wolves, Leicester and Newcastle, a uh, form team. So I'll certainly be looking at them. And Liverpool, the champions. Not for much longer, thankfully. Um, <laughs> after, after Arsenal coming up, they have Villa, Leeds and Newcastle. So those four teams oh, wow. I'm particularly interested in. Robbie, what players from those teams do you reckon are good prospects? Well, uh, I think all, you're yeah. right on all of those teams, but they've all got some very nice fixtures in them. Um, certainly with Wolves, Pedro Neto has been their shining light all season. He's their highest scoring player in fantasy football this year. And he, at 5.7 million, he looks very good value for money, I think. If you've got Rafinha in your team, uh, Leeds have Sheffield United this weekend, but then the next three are pretty horrible. Um, they've got Man City, Liverpool, and then Manchester United in the next three. So it may, if you're looking to move on Rafinha, I think Pedro Neto mm. certainly could be a shout. Um, I'd also like to throw uh, Roman Sight into the mix as well. At 4.9 million. Remember at the start of the season, everyone had Roman mm. Sight in their team. He was scoring a few goals, got a couple of headers, but then he got injured and everyone took him out again. And he hasn't 
quite hit the same form that he did at the start of the season. But given these fixtures, he's certainly, and with Wilfred Bolly coming back, Wolves look a lot better at the back. And size is half a million cheaper than Wilfred Bolly. So I think having him in your team... Can, I, uh, can I jump in just really quickly um, about both yeah, of both of can, these two shouts? Can. I guess... Uh, sorry, Robbie. I, I want to hear more of your shouts in a minute. I, I would... I, I would have caution with, with Pedro Neto, with any kind of attacking player in that Wolves setup, because they still don't really have a front mm. man. Like against Liverpool, there were a lot of chances created, but at the end of the day, they just they just couldn't couldn't convert them. And Neto's got one goal, I think it is, since game week twenty, or t- I think that's about right, or two goals since. It game sounds about right, yeah. So, and going to the defenders, Robbie makes a really interesting point. I do think if you size for, for 0.3 million more, you've got Semedo there, who at times in this formation is playing almost as a winger. Um, and he's he's looked like quite a threatening prospect and seems to finally starting to find his feet a little bit more in this, um, in this setup. So that would be my only two thoughts. I would probably focus on the defensive assets of Wolves and I'd maybe focus on Semedo uh, would be my thoughts. Onwards, Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, uh, Liverpool, 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 Liverpool. They have not been the team that they were last season, as Birdie mentioned, unfortunately for us. But um, there are some very nice fixtures in these back nine. And I think yeah. Diogo Jota coming back into, into the side mm-hmm. is going to make a massive difference. And 6.7 million, you can't really go wrong. Um, Jack mentioned him last week, Nat Phillips. 4.0. He started the last two games and kept two clean sheets. It could be a very, very cheap way into that Liverpool defence. Um, they've looked very, very... They've looked certainly a lot better since Fabinho's moved into midfield and Phillips and Quebec have started in defence. So they've actually yeah. got a couple of centre-backs playing. Um, obviously, after this Arsenal game, their fixtures are much nicer as well. I suppose Villa, depends if Greece will come back. But then these back nine, apart from United, you think there could be some certainly some clean mm-hmm. sheets in there. No, absolutely spot on. I think at this moment, Mo is still a risk and there's some premium players like your sons and Brunos and De Bruyne who are all hitting, and and Harry Kane, that are all hitting these good points. So I'm not sure if right now I want to be putting over 10% of my budget into Mo Salah when you've got Diego Jota, who right now is playing in the centre of that front three, shoots on sight, and he looks absolutely fantastic. And yeah, as I said, Nat Phillips as well is just... He's he seems like a mainstay for the rest of this season, and at four million, at four million, yes, we Liverpool will not be keeping clean sheets in every single game for the rest of the season. But at four million, you can't really go wrong. Mm, absolutely, right. So Arsenal next, wasn't it? Arsenal. Arsenal, West Ham next. Arsenal. I'll go with Arsenal. Um, so Arsenal, I. Watched the second half of that West Ham Arsenal game, and Martin Odegaard was absolutely fantastic. Um, he's certainly he ran absolutely he ran that game in the second half, and absolutely everything Arsenal did went through him. And at six point zero million, if he plays like that every week, you're he, right. um, he didn't get a goal or assist, but you'd think the way he played, the chances he created, that they that he certainly passed the eye test. And at six million, you can't really go wrong for a midfielder at that sort of price. 
Um, Tierney and Bellerin both look decent value options. Uh, Tierney at 5.3 and Bellerin 5.1. Bellerin is Arsenal's highest scoring defender. It's probably because Tierney has, mm. has that sort of injury risk a bit more than the rest of the team. He is quite injury prone. Um, and would probably be the top scoring defender if he hadn't been injured. But I think both of those two could be certain. I, I've got, I've got, I'm going to chip in. No mind. Uh, I'm, I've, I completely agree with Martin Odegaard that he completely ran that second half against West Ham. However, Odegaard, when I watch him, he's not greedy. And that's not for us fantasy football managers. We want, like, uh, like Jack was saying with Jota, he shoots on sight. Jota shoots on sight. Odegaard's not. Odegaard is looking to pass. He's looking yeah. to set something up for others. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets more assists of the assists than actual assists. So I'd be wary of Odegaard for that reason. I think the one who's really crushing at the moment is Lacazette up front. I think Lacazette, Jack did a, an inspired choice bringing him in, which is very rare of Jack. You know, he's... <laughs> that manager that this is you know a really shining light of his season putting him in um, so Lacassette he's greedy up front and he's the sole man I think Aubameyang we can't trust um, so you do have to be careful because Arsenal are, are still in Europe so they are going to if they want to get Champions League football next season they have to win Europa League so I'm going to be watching Mikel Arteta's starting lineups in Europe and in the league very carefully over the next few weeks. Finally, on to West Ham, Robbie. West Ham. So, Jesse Lingard has been a shining light in that West Ham team since he joined. Um, so, I think he's certainly one of the better options. He's been fantastic since he's moved. Um, getting double fig- three double-figure hauls in the time that he's been there already since game week 22. So, three and seven, seven game weeks, which is unbelievably good going. I'd like to throw a Raspberry Ripple choice in the mix. Um, that is Jared Bowen. Um, he's If you're looking for something a little bit, you can't quite afford Lingard. He's, he's 0.3 million cheaper. He started four of the last six. So it's he, there is that slight rotation risk, obviously, because you've got Ben Rama coming in. But he scored against Arsenal. He does, does he? chip in with goals, the odd goal, the odd assist as well. Yeah, he's got one, two... Three, four, How many in the five, last ten games, Rob? How many six in the last goals ten games? In the last ten games, oh, he's, no, that's, I think that's two. Yeah, great shot, Robbie. He's got two in the last ten games. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's about predicting, not what's gone on in the Look, past. If you can't, anyway. if you can't afford um, Jesse Lingard, you can go Thomas Suchek. Thank you very much. Yeah. No, but Raspberry Ripple, you look so you're you're trying to make up some ground. You want yeah. someone who's differential. 1.7% yeah. ownership. And he's Do you know what? Uh, I just want to come um, in on that. You know, we talked about making up ground and going for a differential in the Ripple. The problem is with that, Lingard is, of course, scoring so many points. If you do go for someone else like Jared Bowen, you're running the risk of falling further and further behind. You need to keep up. Mm. You know, you need to keep up with everyone else. You'd have Lingard and your differential would be elsewhere. As, as Jack did with Lacassette, that's Sort of, that's a good tactic to go by. So um, I'm questioning. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, really. You know. <laughs> it's probably because he's nowhere near us still, Robbie. Uh, but um, Ch- Robbie, I'm not trying to go and shout. Um, but, you know, we are where we are. Yeah. 
It was, it was just a different little... If someone wanted something fancier, we'd, we'd like to throw out the Raspberry Ripple shout. So yeah, I, I, I give appreciate you a Raspberry it. Shout. Um, and obviously, Aaron Cresswell has been fantastic. 135 points this season. He's sort of outscoring John Stones and might even be outscoring Ruben Diaz. Yeah, wow. he is outscoring Ruben Diaz this season, which you think is quite crazy um, with 135 points. Another team I'd like to throw in the mix because you've mentioned four teams. Um, another team with some decent back nine fixtures, certainly a Chelsea. Um, they've got West Brom, Palace, uh, West Ham, Fulham. They do have Man City away, but then and then sort of Arsenal, Leicester, Villa. But certainly in the next four to five game weeks, they've got some very nice fixtures. And the way that they've been playing under Tuchel, I think they're just to jump in. I have a feeling that they are blanking in thirty-two. Pretty, I'm pretty confident right. that they might be ending up blanking in 32. Good. That's good to know. That's okay. very good to know because, you know, Chelsea, we all want to jump on that bus. At the moment, they're like that ship in the Suez Canal. Nothing's getting through there. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I heard there's like 321 boats at the ready trying to get through. Rue Digger, Azpilicueta. <laughs> like... <laughs> I tell you what, Bert, since going over to Miami, you've got a sense of humour. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> yes, it's, it's sunshine over here. It brings the best out of me. It's time for your favourite segment in the bird's eye view. Yes, it's not Jack Stat of the Week, it's Bird Doggins. Oh. Bird. <laughs> 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 Here we are. Yeah, my bargains have been excellent so far. Remember my Ian Atro shout? You know, he's gone on to score 35 points in three weeks. Um, Jota's got a fair few points as well. Um, basically, just I'm providing the goods week in, week out. And I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it yet again here. And we're starting off with, I've, I've literally been waiting to get this man in to my uh, Birdie's Bargains for weeks and weeks because he is a four million starting goalkeeper and that is Fraser Forster of Southampton. Yet yeah, he's only four million. He's replaced Alex McCarthy who was looking very shaky. Um, as we said a few weeks ago, actually, um, against Man City, that was. Uh, we won't talk about that game. Um, it was <laughs> decided to change the complex of our fancy football league. Um, anyway, uh, Fraser Forster, he's got Burnley and West Brom in his next two games. I think that's two, should be two clean sheets for Southampton. They've got, they don't really have a lot to play for. So they're the type of team that might start to play with a bit more freedom, um, even play a bit better. You've got to be wary of that towards the end of the season with teams that have nothing really to play for apart from pride. So Fraser Forster is number one. Number two, we talked about Wolves and their fantastic fixtures coming up. Well, I'm going to put in Connor Cody, who's uh, he's looked a bit more of a threat in opposition boxes recently. Um, and as we said, there aren't any real Wolves shouts going forward. So you have to look at their defence. Connor Cody at 4.8 million. He's only selected by 4.6%. So he is bargain number two. Number three, uh, he's, he's featured before. He's going to feature again. That's... How highly I rate this as a bargain, and that's to Yogo Jota, 6.7 million. He's selected at the moment by 4.5% of players. 
um, which is ridiculously low. I expect that should change after people have listened to this podcast and heard that Birdie Bump <laughs> features Diogo Jota. But yeah, again, we've we talked about Liverpool's fixtures. We've talked about Diogo Jota. He's another bargain in this team. And finishing it up with a Jack Reed favourite, Che Adams. Five points. Still a bargain. My boy. By 5.3% Jack's boy. And uh, he plays Burnley in West Brom next. As does Forster. He's got three goals in his last three games. So Che Adams looking like a good prospect with Danny Ings out. Uh, those are my four bargains. Jack, what are your views on my bargains? Ooh, okay. Uh, some, yeah, I think we've already briefly touched on Diego Jota, but I just really want to add to that. So he has played, th- he has had 30 appearances to, uh, for club and country this season, but a lot of them have been off the bench. So in 17 starts, he's got 15 goals so far this season. Ooh. And Jeez. that's including coming back from an injury. He looks fantastic. And he seems to have really got that bite back in that Liverpool front line with Fabinho back in midfield. So, yeah, as far as bargains go, Jota is up there with your Jesse Lingard kind of shout uh, a couple of weeks back. Uh, I think that's an absolutely fantastic one. I'm biased about Che Adams, so I'm going to leave him for Robbie because as far as I'm concerned, Che Adams is the new Harry Kane. Um, <laughs> and I guess my, my final thoughts before I pass over to Robbie to uh, have a give his views on a couple of them. Uh, Southampton have one clean sheet in their last 13 games. You said that you've been looking for a while for a reason to, to try and bring him in. I wonder why you've had to wait so long. Is that because they keep on not doing very well? Um, Burnley and West Brom, times are changing. Times are changing. I mean, it could definitely pay off. Uh, he's actually owned by just under 6%. So it's not the, not too bad from him. Um, and I think that will probably increase in the coming weeks. Uh, my final point about Southampton would be, I'm still we're still trying to work out what the situation is with their fixtures. It seems that there's almost a guaranteed blank in 33. So it's just working out. I believe that they're probably going to have a game on 32. It's working out. It might be against Palace or it might be away to Tottenham Hotspur. Robbie, what's your thoughts on Birdie's bargain? Well, something that stood out to me was the mention of Connor Cody and then the words following the goal threat. Um, Bear in (laughs) mind, this man scored his first ever Premier League goal two weeks ago. So bear in mind, he's played three seasons in the Premier League. 2018, 19. I said new goals. No goals and assists. 1920, no goals, zero assists. He got (laughs) one goal, and that was against Manchester City from a set piece, but otherwise, no assists and no other goals this season. Um, I think for the extra 0.1 million, Roman Seiss does have that goal threat, or he's actually scored a couple of goals this season and in previous (laughs) seasons too. And as Jack mentioned, if you can afford Nelson Semedo, he looks like a very good option because he's basically playing right winger yeah. um, in that Wolves team on occasion. Fraser Forster, I kind of see 4.0 million. You can't really go wrong with a goalkeeper at that sort of price. And it's one of those where you think, so Jack mentioned the one clean sheet in 13 games, whether it's the defence or whether it's the goalkeeper, it all is like the tactics, how much of a difference the goalkeeper will make. He has played four games this season and kept two clean sheets in those four games. Oh, But it's, 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 it's one of those, you'll have to wait and see. I love that stat. Yeah, it's, it's one of those where 
I think you still need to have Emmy Martinez in your team realistically, but if you can't afford Emmy Martinez, it makes sense certainly for the next two weeks with Burnley and who was the other one? Uh, was it Palace? West Brom. West Brom. Yeah, Burnley and, Burnley and West Brom as the next few fixtures. That certainly makes sense to me anyway. And sort of same follows for Che Adams. He's been performing quite well. Two nice fixtures in the next two games. He's sort of flourishing a bit with him. He's out injured. He's, he's the main man up front and he's contributing. So I like that. He's, and there's not many options up front this season. Um, and Jack's kind of already talked about Diego Jota. He's, he's prolific, 6.7 million. He, I, I suppose there is still that slight rotation risk with Jota. Because Klopp loves Firmino, even when he's playing badly, he loves Firmino. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, six point seven million again. You're not going to find much better value than that. Again, similar to Arsenal, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be looking at Liverpool's starting lineups, both in the league and Europe. Obviously, again, your best chance, probably your best chance of getting into Europe, might be, might be through the Champions League. The way United, mm. Leicester, and Chelsea are going. They continue their form. They're not going to leave much chance to anyone else. So I'll be interested to see if Klopp favours uh, the champion yeah. with his lineups. Um, so that's something to look at. But there you go, birdies bargains. Well, Robbie, I bet you uh, you you looked after your after our Jared Bowen attack on you um, yeah. a few minutes ago. I bet you were chomping at the bit. Connor Cody to come in. I was. I really was. Yeah. And to be fair, I understand size might be better, but I'm just going to go. I'm going to go Connor Cody just for this week. It's just to, it's to match the Raspberry Ripple uh, bubble bar flavour that Immy's currently enjoying. He may have an overall rank of 655,000 in the world. But one thing Jack is good for is providing us with his stat of the week. (laughs) Whatever, Birdman. Fair play, fair play. Uh, Okay, right. Composure. So, my stat for you comes is a London special. It's about Tottenham Hotspur who have been hot and cold, as Bernie liked to say, and yes and no, like the Katy Perry song. But so Tottenham have won four of their last five Premier League matches, losing the other one, as many as they had won in their previous 15 matches beforehand, which was four wins, four draws and seven defeats. Wow. Are they back being an option, lads? Uh, I'm going to... Who's going first? Bernie, let's go, go Robbie. I'm going to say, I'll let Robbie go. Let's, let's see what Robbie's got to say for himself. Well, yeah, I think there was a little bit of a meltdown about Tottenham after that rather surprising Europa League exit against Dinamo. Everyone sort of started going at Mourinho. And I think, but Harry Kane is just such an option. He really, really is. He's been one of the best players in the league this season. He's scoring goals, getting assists regularly. And their remaining nine fixtures are decent, certainly. They're a much tougher schedule than the remaining nine. They could potentially have a double game week as well. So I think, certainly, I've I've been on the Sun and Kane hype train pretty much all season until Sun got injured the other week. And it's certainly worked for me. And I think it's if you don't have them in your team, certainly, I would definitely look at them. The, the defenders are a bit of a weird one because you don't really know who's going to start. One week, mm. it'll be Ben Davis at left-back. The next will be Reggie on. The next, it could be, I don't know, like 
Davinson Sanchez playing with one week and then he won't be playing the next. So I think maybe if you're looking at defenders, Larice would be the safest option if you're looking for someone out on the back line. But I think Cunt, Sane and Cunt, Sane and Cunt, Sane and Cunt, Sane and certainly have to be considered options um, as soon as Sun's back from his injury. Yeah, I think uh, I think um, Robbie's going insane with that shout. Uh, yeah, thank you. That was another good one for Miami. Um, Harry Kane selected selected by forty five point six percent. So the worry with if you don't have him is every time he returns, you don't mm. you know, points that pretty much everyone else in the world is getting. So Harry Kane with Newcastle away up next. <laughs> It would be brave to go without Harry Kane, that's for sure. I think he's the only real dead cert in that Tottenham team. The problem is with with Spurs, Mourinho. We know Mourinho, his teams in the past, at this point, they just start to lose faith in Jose. Um, and it just seems that way a bit. I know you said they've won four and five, but their season really has taken a twist with that Europa League exit, losing to Arsenal. Obviously, now Bale's come out and said, my plan is to return to Real. He just wanted to beat mm. Wales in the Euros, which is great. Wales, <laughs> Madrid, Spurs. Love that from Gareth. Um, that means I think only Kane is 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 your man to go to. You know, Vinicius started up front with him, but he's just very good at scoring tap-ins and celebrating like they're worldies. Um, I think <laughs> I think you've got you've fingers with Spurs. It could go one or two ways. They don't have any Europe now, so they've only got their Premier League matches. I'm not sure if they're in the cup or not. Um, but uh, yeah, Son and Kane or uh, Sane and Con <laughs> back from injury. They're they're obvious shouts. But I just I just wonder with that Mourinho a Mourinho team, are they going to keep keep playing for him? Or uh, down tools like so many sides have under Jose. I know that Kane, one thing is Kane is such a ultimate professional, apart from when he's diving around all over the place on the pitch, um, that uh, Kane's going to be wanting goals. He's chasing goals records. So I think, mm. yeah, Kane's an absolute must. I think one thing to add on that bail situation as well, Mourinho is going to absolutely hate those comments. And I'd be, so I think that adds to Lucas Moura's potential as well. Mm. He started the last few games for Tottenham. He's quite cheap, 6.6, I believe he is. Yeah. Um, I've, lost, I've just lost it. Yeah, 6.6. Yeah, he's 6.6. So if, if, bail, if bail was going to be sit back on the bench after those comments, it could well be Lucas Moura could suddenly become an option as well. Time to preview game week 30 and looking at my team I prepared my team brilliantly you could say for the blank game week 29 with my triple Brighton defence bagging bags bagging bags of points bagging bags of points they got me 29 points between three of them however uh, Brighton, their fixtures coming up, take a turn. They've got Manchester United, Everton. They've got Man City, Arsenal and Chelsea as well. So I'm going to get rid of all of my Brighton players, um, which means I'm going to have to play a wild card. This <laughs> always was my plan, as I've discussed in the week, because I'm looking at these fixtures. You've got Chelsea, West Brom. 
The first game, I need Rudiger and Mendy, or at least two Chelsea. What did you did you call him Rudiger? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Rudiger. Rudiger. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's a real. That's a real. It's another same and con, isn't it? Me going Rudiger. Right. So anyway, I'm going to get Rudiger. Sorry, before I was rudely interrupted, I'm going to go for uh, Rudiger and Mendy probably. Uh, because Chelsea just aren't conceding. I need to get Bruno Fernandes back in my team. They play Brighton at home. So, Bruno, we know what he's like. Um, he's an absolute return machine. Uh, I also need Harry Kane in my team. So, lots of things to consider. I'm going to consider what we've talked about on the pod with Wolves, their fixtures coming up. So, I'm going to target probably uh, Cody because he's such a goal-scoring machine. Or maybe Willie Bonnie. Uh, he's due a goal I think he'd be a nice differential as well um, but yeah lots of options in terms of captaincy for once do you know what I feel like this week there's dilemmas for, there's good dilemmas over who to captain yeah. this week you've got Manchester yeah. United at home to Brighton you've got Spurs away to Newcastle and you've got Chelsea at home to West Brom so there's some serious options in terms of captains I'm probably as you guys know, I'm probably going to go Bruno. <laughs> yeah, wild card this week. Lingard's going to stay. Uh, Son is going to go because of his injury. I'm thinking Stones is going to have to go. The only Man City defender I can trust in Pep Roulette is, of course, Diaz. So I think Diaz and Gundogan are staying in. I might consider De Bruyne. Um, but, you know, Bruno's going in and Kane's going in. So can I afford him? We shall have to wait and see. Points prediction where it's fresh off a wild card. So I want to get 70 plus. Let's go 7 7 77. Jack. All right. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. Um, yeah, so I, I think the wild card is an interesting one this week. And as you know, I had initially set my team up to wild card in 31 and then the bus team came out for 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 this uh for game week 30 and um i just didn't really want to change too much uh so i'm probably going to hold off wild card again which i don't know could pay off could backfire on this beauty of fpl this season so i don't think this will be the week that i am going to wild card um, because there's still question marks over, over over Sun, Lingard's in form, Bruno scores pens for fun, Gundog has got another goal. I believe in the international no, he got two goals in the cup games for Man City. Kane got goal in the internationals as well, yeah. Got a goal. There you go. Yeah. Uh Paddy Bamford at home to Sheffield. You got Rudiger there, you got the two Man City defenders, you got Emmy Martinez at home to there's just I, I was looking at a wild card, I was thinking. I actually kind of want to keep most of these players, which means the wild card is being held off. My plan is he's got to go. He has been a thorn in my side since bringing him in, and that's Birch and Traore. So, guys, bring him in this week and captain him because I'm taking him out, and he has been <laughs> so painful for me this year. So I'm presuming he's gonna he's gonna blank, uh, but I'll be bringing in Diego. Jota, um, he's coming in for nice. Bertrand Traore. I'm probably going to actually bench Lacazette. I'm still kind of wow. throwing that one in the air. Or I might bench one of the Man City defenders because Leicester are, are Leicester. Um, so that's that's where I'm at. I feel pretty confident going into this week. I just want to keep on ticking away in the most important league, which is the head-to-head, and hopefully can get my three points. <laughs> um, I'm not too fussed about the classic lead because uh, leagues aren't based on goal difference anymore, lads. Don't forget that. Um, 
So that's my that's the key thoughts of my team. I'm going to predict uh, 68. Who's please. captain? Oh, Harry, not Harry, Bruno. But same as what you said. Uh, probably going to go Bruno. But I'm also kind of considering Kane. It might be on the day. I don't want to promise our listeners either way. But I'm probably 70-30 on Bruno at the moment. Robbie. Nice. Well, go on then. Yeah, so I'm I'm in a situation as well where my team is looking very nice and I don't re I'm I've still got some decisions to make. So I'm dropping one of my I'm gonna drop John Stones this week. I'm gonna start Diaz, Stones on the bench, and it'll be Diaz, Dallas, and Rudiger as my back three. Because they've all got very well let's let Diaz against Leicester isn't the nicest of fixture, but then Dallas and Rudiger. Two home fixtures against two teams that don't score any goals. So I think they're, they're certs in my team. And my decision then onwards is I think all my, my five midfielders are probably going to play. It's just, say, I'm going to stick with Fernandez, Rafinha, Lingard, Maris, Salah, and then Kane. And it's whether or not I play Bamford or Watkins. Because at the moment, a, a triple, a triple, triple up on Leeds is a bit risky, but it is Sheffield United. And Villa haven't really looked the same since Jack Grealish has been out. So maybe if I hear any more news on him, whether or not he'll be back. If Grealish is back, I'll probably play Watkins. If he's not, then I'll probably play Bamford. Um, and I, I don't see the need to make any transfers this week because there's no one I particularly want to get rid of my team. Um, so I'm going to be rolling my transfer. And like Jack, I'm not... At the moment, at this very moment in time, the armband is on Bruno Fernandes, but I can't promise it will stay there because mm. I've also got Harry Kane in my team. So it's one of those where I think I'm probably going to... It's probably going to be Bruno, but I'm not entirely sure. <clears throat> and then, so I'm going to roll my transfer and I'll be slowly working my Leeds assets out starting next week, most likely, because their next three are pretty horrible. So the transfer I would be looking at is Rafinha out and Pedro Neto in because I've got so I've got I think I've got 0.2 left in the bank so I could afford to do it but I won't be doing that this week that'll probably be my next week transfer at the moment I'm rolling it. Um, in terms of point prediction, I expect Salah. It's about time Salah did something. He loves playing Arsenal, so I reckon it's time for a double figure haul for Mo Salah, and I will be getting. 80 points. Wow. Wow. Oh, Do you know what? I've got my a couple of things. My team's, my team's going to be similar to Birdie's, but then I'm going to have Salah and he's going to get a double figure hole. Therefore, I'll get more. <laughs> uh, I'm going <laughs> to put things on, on yours, uh, yours, Robbie. Like, I think with, with Leeds yeah. playing Sheffield United, I think uh, you, you have to go triple Leeds. And um, with that, mm. uh, and I've uh, Abubakar Sadiq on Twitter. He's one of the best I follow for for stats, um, and his his stats he covers on Rafinha are quite incredible. The guy just churns out chances after chances, and I think that Rafinha any other week in probably the last three or four, and he'd have got the armband as the fixtures have been, but. Um, I think he's quite unlucky mm. considered for an armband because Sheffield yeah. you know they got absolutely trounced it could have been nine or ten against Leicester and Leeds we know the way like they like to play there if they go four or five up they're going to continue to put their foot on the gas so those out there who maybe don't have Bruno or Kane or want to get points another way I think Rafinha is not a bad shout at all that is a tasty bit of mm. Raspberry Ripple 
for sure. But, you know, it's an exciting time. These last nine game weeks is what it's all about. This is why we play FPL for this end of the season. <laughs> parts When it all comes down to the last three or four, um, that's what it's all about. And that's why listening to the bird's eye view is so important. Um, wherever you are in the world, we heard Immy, you know, she, she, fun fact about Immy, she's not just in the bath she listens to us, she listens to us while stretching too before going into the bath and then she chooses her team. So I wonder who she's going to go for, actually. I wonder if we can hear from Immy herself maybe next week on, on who she's going to captain. Do you have, That would be good, wouldn't it, boys? Mm. I'd like that. That would be, be good. Come on, Immy. Absolutely. Yeah. We're looking, we're looking get forward a, to get a visitor on the pod. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We'd, we'd, we'd appreciate that a lot. So, good luck for game week 30 for those who are wildcarding and those who are considering elsewhere with other chips too. And see you next week for the Bird's Eye View.